1: You can cut this all out later, right? Just will just trim at the top. Okay, so we're definitely recording. Yes, we are. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast at We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. It appears that some of you already have because we had more than 800 live viewers at one time on the show tonight hosted by Royal Shepherd and a cast of thousands. Uh, So make sure you're checking that out and that you're subscribing so that you get all of our latest content. We had 12 new videos or streams up there today within like a six hour period. You're missing a lot of content. If you are not subscribed there, also check out fivereasonsports.com where Brady Hawk somehow writes the takeaways before the game even starts. He had them up tonight before the final buzzer. So check that out. That's no paywall. You don't have to pay for it like you do with the newspapers. Also, the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I didn't win tonight. I won on BAM, but I went over on Chris Middleton and not even that worked out for the Bucks. But go to prizepicks.com. That's prizepicks.com. Use the code five F-I-V-E. That's how you get that bonus. They will match whatever you put in originally. You can play NBA. You can play NFL. You can play MLB. You can play UFC. You can play just about what, anything you want there. You can mix athletes from different sports. You go two, three, four, five players, flex play, power play, just about anything over at prizepicks.com, the official daily fantasy partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure that you use that code F-I-V-E. And now from FTX Arena, tonight's episode. Down to this
0: you Uh. Five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like brother said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop with one hand. and pat trust. it's band have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan
1: Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Greg Sylvander is home. Alex and I have found a small room here at the arena to record the podcast after the Miami Heat trounced the Milwaukee Bucks, beat them by 42 points. In the opener, some strange circumstances in this game. Of course, we will account for those, but a dominant performance that, I don't know, just extends what we saw in the preseason. Like everything that we've talked about that has been good played out tonight in front of a crowd that was energized. It felt like everybody was just back to normal tonight, even at the end where Bam was leading the chance with the fans to try to get Udonis in the game okay it felt like an extension of the end of last season that game against uh, Philadelphia so we'll get to Alex and Greg's thoughts uh, here in a second what we're going to talk about though I'm going to try to do this sort of off the cuff tonight but but five things that we saw that looked sustainable as we go forward I think so we got five takeaways but of course you know there was no Brooke Lopez tonight Uh, there was no Drew Holiday there was no Bobby Porter so Milwaukee was shorthanded but they still had arguably the best player in the league on the court and a guy who just won a championship and an Olympic gold medal in Chris Middleton. So they were not without talent. Miami dominated from the beginning. Tyler Hero with 27 points in 24 minutes tonight and also six rebounds and five assists. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, incredibly efficient. Dwayne Bedman had what, 11 and nine, I believe, off the bench. Uh, Max Strus played reasonably well. P.J. Tucker had great moments at the beginning of the game and Kyle Lowry, although he did not score big tonight and actually at one point kind of tweaked his ankle a little bit, uh, you know, had some sequences that kind of gave you an indication of what he had, what he adds. Go to Alex in a second here. Greg, give me a takeaway from tonight.
0: Well, I mean, obviously I could wax poetic for the next hour about all the fun stuff we just watched. But I'm, I'm going to save us the, uh, the time here and go to what I think is w- what we can take from this that I think is translatable. And I'm actually going to go in a different direction than I think people probably expect. And that's the defense. So there was a stretch uh, that I noted It was a nine minute stretch in the first quarter. Milwaukee missed 13 consecutive shots. They had four turnovers in that span. Um, Like that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to translate night overnight. I don't know that the hot shooting, I mean, where, where did they end up tonight? I mean, they, they, it had to be an insane percentage 43% from three, like, that okay if they shoot that that that's usually going to mean good things they out rebounded milwaukee by 20 that's usually going to mean good things i don't know that those things are always going to go their way but that defensive angle i think is absolutely something we can look forward to uh in subsequent games
1: and and to the point on that defensive angle as we continue on this first takeaway here you and i were watching and we're watching uh basically and alex is sitting next to me which is why uh sometimes you'll see me kind of turn if you're watching the video here but uh we were talking about how Jimmy's basically playing center field. I mean, I, I mean, or, or free safety or anything else you want to call it. Like he he's just he's just he's just back and forth from the nail, from the nail, from the nail, back and forth because he can this year uh, because of the way that they're constituted uh, defensively. What jumped out to you, Alex?
2: Well, I was actually going to make a point about Jimmy's offense there, but let's 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 stay with the defense. That defense was everything you could have hoped. If you're a Heat fan, I feel like it was suffocating from start to finish. Uh, you could tell a couple of these guys were taking it personally, this specific matchup for differing reasons, whether it be P.J. Tucker and whatever lasting bitterness he has with the Bucks organization or whether it be Bam, just trying to get some revenge for, you know, the way they went out last season it felt like they took it personal and just the way that they were playing defense, like it made it a lot easier that, you know, four of their rotation players, including a couple starters weren't out there for the bucks, but it was just like as close to a perfect game, as you can see on both ends of the floor from the heat, especially versus the team that just won the title, a team that again, is missing a lot of players, but it's still really hard to score on. You know, I, I, we're going to get into the other stuff, so I'm not going to get ahead of myself here, but, it really checked off all the boxes that I think any heat fan would want to see and would want to have seen from this game. Like this defense is, uh, Oh my God. It's, it's scary hours for the rest of the league right now. All right. So I'll, I'll pivot here because I know
1: Alex wanted to get into this and and this was kind of my primary takeaway. And when I asked Jimmy about, uh, after the game, of course, Jimmy's presser will be better known for him, uh, basically, uh you know, telling his his buddy Kyle Lowry uh, that MF, or you know, better get his daughter a hundred thousand dollar gift tomorrow. You can check it all that. I don't want this podcast to get flagged, so I'm gonna leave that alone. I'll just say that Jimmy is in prime cursing form at this stage. The aggregators
0: uh, already got it, Ethan.
1: Oh, the aggregators got well. that's fine; they can take it from our accounts. I mean, no problem about that. But what what I will say, <laughs> what I'll say about this, the single biggest thing that we were watching Jimmy offensively and this was such an easy game for Jimmy. Like, I mean, and and you start to think back to what he had to do last year. And and we want to look at why he failed in the playoffs. And then you think back to the burden that he carried when he was on the floor with other players, but also uh, at times when, you know, you know, when he wasn't on the floor and the heat struggled so much that Jimmy would come back and have to save them. Right. And you watched it tonight. Okay. And Alex was identifying it as we were sitting there. Like, I mean, literally the doubles can't come. They can't come. Like this is the whole thing last year. Like the doubles would come immediately. They would basically form not as a Giannis wall, but a bit of a Jimmy wall. We saw this in the postseason against Milwaukee. And look, they don't have drew. Okay. That made a big difference. No question about it. But we were watching Jimmy isolate over and over and over. And when he has that kind of one-on-one matchup and Spolster addressed this, when I asked him about it, he is so crafty at sort of taking, you know, as you know, as, as Spolscher said, kind of that inch, right? That, that little advantage. And Spolscher was talking about how when, when Udonis and, and Jimmy play one-on-one, that Udonis has mentioned this, that this Jimmy can take advantage of that. That's going to be there for him in so many of these games because they do have better spacing, but also they've got more playmaking this year. And it, was just, it just seemed like an easy game for Jimmy. I, that's, you know, he did not have to do anything spectacular and he still put up a great stat line. Um, and for a for time in this game uh, was the leading scorer. So we're going to get to Alex's takeaway here in a second. Before we do, we'll talk about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You could have checked them out here today at the game because they've got the kiosks here everywhere. That's Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of Five Reasons Sports, also of the Miami Marlins. Like I said, they've got it in the arena here as well. As for the Tropical Bay IPA, the Pastime Pilsner, or any of the others, Great beer to have while you're watching uh, the heat dominate. Uh, also, we, we managed to have one of our guys, Sean Rochester, uh, running the Biscayne Bay Brewing account tonight. So they're very active on social. Make sure that you're following uh, that account throughout the season because we're going to have Five Reasons Sports personnel on there interacting with everybody. Uh, there was a, Just check out the account from last night. It was a lot of fun uh, for tonight. Uh, but Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And make sure you ask for it by name when you're at restaurants in town or also obviously when you're at convenience stores and supermarkets in the area. All right, let's get to it, Alex. Another takeaway.
2: Okay. So you kind of hinted at it there, or, you know, you went through it a little bit, but as far as Jimmy being put, and I tweeted about this, Jimmy being put in more positions to score. I feel like it's just happening a lot more often than it was in the last season. And we're seeing it with BAM too, but it exactly. to a higher degree with Jimmy tonight because it was I mean, I would have to rewatch, but I felt like there was more times where Jimmy had that side of the court completely cleared up. And it was just like him versus somebody who in his head is just complete food. Right. Like, you know, he had Grayson Allen guarding him a lot. And, you know, without Drew there and even Dante DiVincenzo, who I don't really think can guard Jimmy, but is a better defender than the other guys that were out there. Like it was obviously just even easier for him because there was always somebody on him who couldn't check him because they didn't make Chris Middleton the primary defender on Jimmy. And he probably would have done a better job than a lot of these guys that he had on him. And every time they got a mismatch for Jimmy, whether it was the primary defender or not, he was getting into it. And we saw with Bam, like I said, on a, on a slightly smaller scale, I just think they were empowered as scores, where it's like, okay, we're running this so you can. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgrainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Score, not so we can find somebody else for an open look. And it felt different. It felt like they've added... Like this is some of the stuff that we were hoping to see right away in game one is adding that offensive versatility where all of a sudden, Jimmy and Bam look more like scores and are empowered more like scores than just guys who are setting up everybody else.
0: Talk about empowering scores. Ethan, you're getting out in front in this and after game one, you're looking like a genius, but I don't know that we can victory lap yet. Tyler hero was the leading scorer off the bench with 27. He was unbelievable. But you're looking kind of smart so far with that prediction.
1: I've got to look smart about something. Uh, But tonight is kind of what I was thinking of when I talked about this a few weeks ago, because when Tyler comes off the bench, his head is clear and his role is clear and he is losing himself in the game. That is what he has said. Okay. Okay. And I will say this and, 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 you know, I think it's going to come out the wrong way. Um, And you and I both tweeted about it. Um, But what he said about Kyle Lowry, I think also is what leads me to believe Tyler could lead this team in scoring. He said, very simply, my first two years in the league, we did not have a point guard who could get us organized. Okay. Okay. And then he sort of paused it a little bit and said, nothing against anybody that I've played with, but obviously, as we've discussed many times, and I think we all have great affection for Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic is not really a pure point guard. He played the role for the heat in their finals run. Cause honestly they didn't have anybody else. And he did a fantastic job of it. And he was elite as a scorer during that run. And again, nobody's taking anything away from Goran, but it is different. It is different. A Tim Hardaway, Jason Williams, Kyle Lowry point guard is not the same as a Goran Dragic point guard. And so what you saw tonight was two different things. One, When Tyler's playing with Kyle, he can play completely free because he knows that Kyle's going to get him in those kind of spots. But when he comes off the bench, and look, Gabe Vincent really didn't play until the game was out of hand tonight, okay? so And I recommend people listen to our podcast with Gabe because he was was terrific on it. Uh, But he didn't play a whole lot tonight. Tyler Hero was the backup point guard tonight. When Kyle was off the floor, Tyler was the backup point guard. But for some reason, we're not thinking of it the same way, okay, where the burden is on him like it was last year.
2: See, I have something to say about that, though, because was there any point in the game where Tyler was on the floor without one of Kyle or Jimmy? I will have to look at the Jimmy
1: thing, but you're probably right about that. It did seem like there was an attempt, and, and you and I discussed this during the game, there was an attempt to keep either Kyle or Jimmy on the floor at all times. Yeah. Um, and so-
2: By the way, he had five more shots than anybody else on the Heat.
1: Right. And see, that's, what's going to happen. Well, Marky Morris, if he'd stayed out there longer, might've had five more than anybody else. You're
0: you're too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Right. Oh, you're too. I mean, America get his shots up and I'll say, it's not such a bad thing. Uh, But, but what, but the thing about it is uh, you're right. I think he's going to have him out there with either Lowry or Butler. And so in a sense, Jimmy is the point guard in those situations. Uh, And, and so there is going to be a little bit of this kind of shifting of roles, Jimmy, you know, he said tonight, I can be more of a scorer now. I can concentrate on that. But when he's out there with Kyle, with, excuse me, with Tyler instead of Kyle, he probably would be a little bit more of a facilitator. But I just think that there are going to be more circumstances, even as great, like as Ben Bam, we haven't talked about Bam yet, and I'm sure we're going to get to him. Uh, but even as great as Bam was tonight and with his scoring and everything else, you still see how Tyler could potentially lead the team in scoring, because I think there will be periods of time where, you know, Bam will, will dominate, offensively for maybe a four or five minute stretch, and then kind of go back to the other things that he does. Whereas Tyler's role is very specific. Yes. Ended up with six rebounds, ended up with five assists, but it is score create. And the other thing about this tonight that was different than last season. Okay. And you, and we all talked about this last season with Tyler. There weren't those flourishes in front of the fans last year that there were in his first, year. everybody calls him bubble boy. the The react, the reality is, that his best moments, with the exception of, you know, some of them in the bubble in the postseason, obviously in the Boston series, really came as a rookie in front of the home crowd pre-COVID, okay? That's when he was the most fun, and he fed off the crowd. And you could see that tonight. And there were times and I was getting texts from friends that were like, Tyler's trying to cook everybody. But it is what he does here at home when he's confident, when he's got that bounce, and they are empowering him to do it. And so as a result of that, I am holding to my opinion that I had three, four weeks ago that Tyler hero is going to lead the heat in scoring. Okay. I I'm sorry. I mean, there's nothing I've seen so far that is leading me any other direction. I know we got to talk about bam. Okay. So let's do that here in a second. Before we do though, going to plant a flag on something else. You gotta, you gotta go to manscape.com. Okay. Five RSN. That's the code five RSN at manscape.com. And you can take care of all of your grooming needs, but also get the great colognes and everything else that's on the website. Just give, just give it a look there. I'm sure you will find something that you want to get. Again, they got the Perfect Package 3.0, all the essentials for below-the-waist grooming, You know, the lawnmower 3.0. All of this stuff is on there on the website over at manscaped.com. We still got that great promotion for you, 20% off and free shipping with a code 5RSN. That's the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And even when it's late in the night here and I'm about to pass out, I have to read the slogan, your balls and your body. Well, thank you. All right, let's get to it. Um, bam. Giannis was on him. Didn't matter. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't matter. I mean, for all the talk about it, who was not here? Giannis was here. Bam went right through him. Uh, and it wasn't just that he went right through him and the mindset that we've discussed, but it was also the drop step, the spin moves, The face-up, it's all there. Spolscher talked about, Greg, you know, this is the evolution of a great player. Uh, We've talked about a mindset evolution. Sometimes we kind of get away from the fact that there are some technical things that he needs to improve on so that he'll have that mindset. He'll have the confidence to go to certain things because he has perfected them. It looks like there are things that he's worked on this offseason that he's starting to incorporate into his game.
0: Including the over the head move from Dwayne he pulled that off after going coast to coast like that's, he had a great game and you see the 13 rebounds I think that like he's going to absolutely uh, have a career high in that respect, and this is fascinating I looked back through preseason after looking at the box score tonight. Um, And, and, you know, Bam's not really getting a lot of assists. So like, he's literally suppressing that element of his game to lean into this scoring thing. And so then to see him get into his bag and do these different things and start to get aggressive and not back down and, and particularly in the first half is where this was applicable, like where it mattered. He was getting to the line initially, you know, and he didn't really have to get to the line in the second half, let's be honest. But so, so to me, there was nothing bad from Bam. It was a great uh start for him. Um, but it's just interesting to think of him as like, to me, him and Jokic are like the best passing big men in basketball, pretty much. I mean, there's some, an argument to be made for maybe cat, but like now he's, he's essentially completely pivoting from that mentality and it shows in the assist numbers, but boy, I think it's probably the best thing for this team considering Kyle and Jimmy are here.
2: I think it's become more, more clear than ever that he's like, I mentioned earlier, not to sound repetitive, that he's really actually being empowered as a score. Like everybody's been wanting him to, because it did seem like before there was a slight disconnect to as to whether it was, him not having the right mentality, the team not empowering him. I don't see either of those issues I, I, as after having watched preseason, after having watched this game, he just looks more aggressive flat out. It looks like it's kind of both of those things coming together. The mentality what Ether was talking about with just the skills and all of that coming together and the team empowering him. Like Lowry has been a perfect fit in, in that aspect of just getting, BAM involved. And I was going to mention the same thing that Leif said about the assists because we we had talked about that in the preseason and it held up again. He only got one assist while Kyle, Tyler, and Jimmy combined for 17. So we're seeing a lot more of a traditional like, you know, the guards are the ones creating BAMs being used as a big and kind of just being optimized as somebody who could, you know, get you easy points, get you easy rebounds, not to mention the stuff that he does as possibly the best defensive player on planet Earth. I just think now that like if he's going to be giving you you know, a consistent 20, 21, 22 points. I, I'm starting to believe it, man. Like I was, I know we we've talked about whether or not he could be the leading scorer coming into the season. And I've always had my doubts with him because of this stuff, like just, but he's really putting it together so quickly that I'm like, okay, I think this is actually sustainable. Now, like I said earlier, you know, I would want to see a sustained effort from Bam in, in this regard, just because I feel like he took it personal tonight. I think he, I had a feeling he was going to come out guns blazing tonight and he was just taking jumpers in Giannis's face. There was no hesitation whatsoever for him trying to get to his shot. I think he's only going to get better at at, uh, figuring out, uh, you know, when he gets a bad match, a bad matchup when he, when there's a mismatch and just kind of going from there, but he looks so fluid. Like, obviously you want to have more and turnovers for Bam going forward. But other than that, like incredible, like what we saw tonight from Bam I think is everything he fans have been wanting to see and doing it on Giannis, not even doing it on a smaller team. Like we see sometimes when he blows up, whether it's the Celtics, the Nets, like he did it on Giannis, the only guy who, the only other big who comes close to him when it comes to like mobility and just overall rim protection, it's just incredibly impressive to me.
1: Yeah. To me, this is why, you know, when people will look past this game nationally and say, well, they didn't have a bunch of their guys and that is accurate. Okay. I mean, there's not, not a full compliment. We can't talk about all the deeper with the heat because we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. Although I will say I did watch him in pregame. He's moving around. I mean, he's shooting. I mean, he's on the court. Okay. Which is to me, there's some significance to that. Uh, But you know, Milwaukee did not have their full compliment, but with that said, again, they still had the guy who was the finals MVP. Uh, They still had uh, you know, a guy who again, Olympic gold medal. Okay. Right after uh, winning a championship, there's enough that they had on the floor that what the heat did tonight as an extension of what was going on was significant. That's it for us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.